What are the Chabad food stringencies on Pesach? The real truth is regarding Pesach and customs, particularly in Chabad, most chances are that as many people that you ask, you'll get at least those many opinions and answers referring to how to act and what to eat on Pesach. But nevertheless, even though there's so many customs and so many different ways of practicing Pesach in general, particularly in Chabad customs, Chabad communities, so maybe we could actually define this idea and divide it into three. The, third, the first one is the customs that are not particularly Chabad customs, but general customs that are practiced among Jews, among Ashkenazi Jews in particular, and among Chassidim. And these two customs are, first of all, the idea that we don't eat kitnis, any types of beans on Pesach. As I said, not a Chabad custom, it's a general Ashkenazi custom. Anything that has to do with beans, we don't eat on Pesach for many, many reasons, as discussed in our question regarding kitnis. But kitnis is something that's accepted among all Ashkenazi Jews. In fact, not just Ashkenazi Jews, many North African Jews don't eat kitnis. There are many communities um, that are also Sephardic communities that don't eat kitnis. Many don't eat rice. So this is the first type of chumrah, the first type of restriction that we keep to when it comes to not having kitnis. Second thing is, that is accepted among many chsidim, not just Chabad chsidim, and in fact, among many Ashkenazi Jews, and that is, getting, that is the idea that we don't eat gebrochs. We don't wet our matzah. The reason is that we are concerned that it could be the flour and the water didn't mix well and not good enough. And by us wetting the matzah, the flour that's left on the matzah could start the process of becoming chametz, and therefore we eat our matzah dry. Goes into this, wetting our matzah. The whole idea of matzah meal being used on Pesach is something that, as we're saying, Chabad keeps to, but not just Chabad. This is a general thing that's kept among many, many chsidim. Seems to be that it's already a tradition all the way back to Talmidei Baal Shem Tev, to the holy Mizritcha Magid. So this is department number one, level number one, the idea of kitnis and the idea of gebrachs, of shruya, of wedding our matzah. That's category number one that we all keep, being that we keep to, as we said, Ashkenazi customs, chsidish customs. That's step number one. Step number two are special restrictions that are kept in Chabad, in general in Chabad, and I'll bring two of them. One of them is that we eat everything on Pesach, only if it's peeled. So we only eat vegetables that we're able to peel, like potatoes, carrots, beets. We eat eggs after peeling them, things that have to be peeled. That is, in particular, it's also kept by other chsidim, but particularly in Lubavitch and Chabad, that we peel 
our fruits and our vegetables before using them on Pesach. Second thing that we keep a lot, very specific in Chabad is the fact that we minimize on using commercial food. The real definition is we only do homemade food, but being that it's almost impossible to have everything homemade, we minimize on commercial food. It's a Chabad custom. Um, so some people will use schmaltz, which is chicken fat that's melted. They use that as oil. Some people are going to use only olive oil, all natural oil. Some people will use already peeled um, nuts. But we try to minimize on, on commercial food. That is um, something that we are very careful about in Chabad. The third thing is, and this is a Chabad custom, that we try to minimize on eating by each other's houses, being that everybody has their own minhagim and their own restrictions and their own customs. We don't eat by each other. It's brought down clearly in Ayyem Yayim that when you go and you visit each other on Pesach, you could offer food, but we don't always take, and that's okay. We don't get insulted. We know this is a Chabad custom that we don't eat by each other on Pesach. So, Step number one is restrictions that are accepted among everybody, like kitnis and shruya. Second level is special Chabad customs, peeling our fruits and vegetables, the idea of minimizing on commercial food, and the idea that we don't eat by each other. Then comes the third level. The third level are very specific family customs that were passed down as a tradition. There are some families, for example, that don't eat cucumbers. They don't eat squash. Why? The answer they'll tell you is, this is our custom. Not always, it's a logical reason, which is very, very beautiful. You know that Passover is the festive, Passover is the yomtif, that what's the strongest thing is the idea of passing over tradition, passing down the customs. That's what's so special at Pesach. We pass on from one to another. And if you ask someone and say, so why don't you eat this specific product? They tell you because I didn't see this at home. That is the answer. Not necessarily a logical answer. This is the logic. The logic is once a year for a week, we connect to our ancestors and we only eat what they used to eat in their houses. There are many families that they'll eat one product, they won't eat a different product. Why? That's what I saw by my parents, grandparents, by my ancestors, and that's perfectly okay. This is a very individual, family-oriented minig. And everyone could choose, do I really want to go by the family minig, which is very, very beautiful and very, very strong, or let the families do whatever they were passed on. If I don't have a specific family custom, I don't go by this custom. Sometimes it gets a little bit challenging when you have people getting married and everybody comes with their family minhagim, but that's why together with the idea of Pesach, we obviously, it's a good chance to talk about our family dynamics, what's important for us, where do we respect, where do we honor, and the idea of priorities, not just about kashas, and not just about um, the idea of customs and tradition, but trying to make this work out out of peace and out of love. I want to end off with two points regarding what I just said. Point number one. I've heard this quite a few times from my wife's grandmother, Mrs. Gansberg, she told us that she once asked her mother about this idea, these customs, why do we only eat this specific um, vegetable or fruit over a different one? Her mother said that being that on Pesach we need to have a lot of siyat dishmai, we have to have heavenly help. We have to have Hashem's extra 
help and blessings. And we know that our ancestors have prayed about these specific products. So being that we have their prayers and their tears regarding these products, these products we go for, the other products we're not saying they're not good, but for sure they don't have that extra twist of our ancestors praying, hoping and wishing regarding this specific ingredient in this specific product. That's what she said. Second point is that we know that among the Moroccan Jews, the North African Jews, there is a custom that on Maitzah Pesach, right, when Pesach is over, they make these big feasts and they go and eat by each other's homes. They go from one house to another and they say L'chaim and they eat from these um, houses, from each other's houses. And one of the reasons is that being that the custom is we don't eat by each other. Not just Chabad custom, it's a Jewish custom. We don't eat by each other on Pesach. We want to show that the reason we didn't eat by each other on Pesach wasn't because we have any hard feelings and no heavy feelings. The reason is because of this custom. So here, the first chance after Pesach, we go and we eat by each other and we re-strengthen the idea of love, of peace, of unity from Pesach to the whole year around. Mm-hmm.